1: Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. A tall sergeant stood at attention before Major Baldwin... ...commanding Fort Boone on the Upper Chalk River. The sergeant, with his years of experience as an Indian fighter was being accused of carelessness and neglect of duty in guarding an army shipment of gold.
2: But, Sergeant Boyle, you took your detail right into the kind of a trap that any greenhorn should have been looking out for. In the half hour between daylight and dark, no one should know better than yourself that Indian buffalo hunters with bows and arrows have all the advantage over the best sharpshooters that ever aimed a carbine. Now explain yourself, Sergeant, if you can. All I can say, sir, is that we'd scouted every bit of the trail for a couple of miles on both sides of it, all day, and saw not one fresh Indian sign. And then at the ford, scarcely two miles from here, you were jumped by a party of Indians, lost two men and the safe with $12,000 in gold. How could you fall into such an ambush? Major, the Indians were hidden behind rocks on the island, sir, while we were caught in the open. Yes, yes, I see, Boyle. It's a wonder any of you escaped. That gold was a fine haul for old Walking Dog and his braves. Well, tomorrow I'll ask for volunteers to take a scouting party to the ford. You can count on me, sir, as one of the volunteers.
1: The next day, when Major Baldwin, with three scouts and a detail of troops, reached the scene of the ambush, they found the wrecked wagon in midstream where the mules had been killed, about halfway between an island and the mainland. Anchored in deeper water below the crossing was a small paddle wheel steamer, the Missouri Bell. Joe Pirelli, take your
2: scouts and circle out from the wagon trail on both sides of the river. Keep your eyes peeled for signs. safe weighs six or seven hundred pounds with all the gold in it. Indians couldn't look it very far unless they've got a wagon. Rained hard early this morning, Major. Not much sign left. But a wagon would make a trail that would last. Pick up any trail you can, Brilliant. We'll do our best, Major. Get up! Look there, Major. Each one of those mules got an arrow right behind the foreleg. That's the spot a Sioux Hunter picks on a buffalo. Yes, apparently the arrows all came from the same direction. Are uh, those the rocks there in midstream that you told me about? Yes, sir. It's a little sandbar with a heap of rocks at the upper end. Natural barricade. Made perfect cover for them. Now that I've looked the ground over, Boyle, I begin to understand what you are up against. That uh, steamboat wasn't anchored there at the time of the attack, was it? No, Major. It must have come along later in the night. Looks to me like Pawnee Powell's outfit. Powell, huh? I've been hoping I'd get orders to keep him out of this part of the country. He's bad medicine. He aims to trade with the Sioux. They tell me that Powell was carried off by the Pawnees when he was a kid and brought up as an Indian. But Indians don't trust him any more than you do, sir. He's got the worst traits of the two races and none of the virtues. That's right, sir. Here comes Pirelli. Hope he's picked up some signs. Well, Joe, what about it? No sign, Major. Rain washed out all track. What became of the safe, Joe. Nobody could drag that safe very far without leaving a trail. Sorry, Major. We find no sign. No horse, no men, nothing. I'm only sure of one thing. They didn't bury that safe around here. Hey, I I just wonder. Sergeant Boyle, could it be possible that the Indians left that safe with Pawnee Pow? Could be, sir. Last time I heard, he had two runaways with him from Walking Dog's village. You know, sir, there's outlaws among Indians the same as among white people. Yes, boy, I know it. I think we'll just search Mr. Pawnee Powell's steamboat. He may be trying to smuggle alcohol to trade for furs. We can put a stop to that anyway. Ahoy! Missouri Bell! Pow! Send your rope over to shore. I want to talk to you.
1: Aboard Pawnee Powell's sidewheeler, Sergeant Boyle and two men made a thorough search while Major Baldwin talked with Powell. What time did you
2: drop anchor here, Powell?
1: A little after daybreak this morning, Major. Just as it was getting dark
2: last night, we heard shooting a couple of miles upstream. So naturally, we anchored right where we were. Then we pulled in here to the ford and anchored again. Took no chances of tying up the bank. I uh, gather you lost Two men. Yes, I'm sorry to say we did. Well, it was Indian work plain enough. Excuse me for saying this, Major, but your soldiers rode right into a trap. And I suppose that upsets our training plans. The Army won't let walking dogs braves get away with anything like that, of course. Yes, I'd say you made a long trip for nothing this time. Frankly, the sooner you leave this part of the country, the better I'll like it. Oh, now, Major, that was an unkind remark. But I know your nerves must be upset. Won't you have a cheroot? I'm a great cigar smoker myself, and these come from the best cigar maker in St. Louis. Here, help yourself. Take the whole box if you like. Oh, thank you. Oh, Sergeant, did you find any contraband? Not a thing, Major. Huh? But here's something kind of queer. I never heard tell of a trader bringing bows and arrows to the Indians. Yet they got a couple of dozen bows and a whole barrel of buffalo arrows down the hole. What's the idea, pal? Aren't rifles good enough for you? Well, Major, I'll tell you, seeing as how you're so interested. Besides myself, there are two men in the crew, full-blooded Sioux, that can kill buffalo faster with bow and arrow than the average white hunter can with a Winchester. We aim to take a deckload of hides back. How in the world do you intend to hunt buffalo without horses? Well, we might still have time to trade with walking dogs people for ponies before your troops get into action. We saw plenty of buffalo on our way upriver. Yes. Come on, then, Sergeant. We'll be getting back to the port. We'll be uh, your shore pile, so send a man along to bring back your rowboat. All right. Goodbye, Major. Too bad your visit wasn't under more pleasant circumstances. You sure you don't want some cigars? No, thank you. Come on, then.
1: When Major Baldwin and Sergeant Boyle reached shore, Joe Pirelli, the scout, again reported that he and his men had been unable to pick up the trail of the raiding party. What
2: puzzles me, Sergeant, is how could that safe disappear? It couldn't have been buried or blown up without leaving signs on shore that would last for months. They don't see how Indians on ponies could have hauled it away without leaving a trail. You're, uh, dead sure it isn't hidden on the steamboat. Major, I swear I looked everywhere. I don't like the looks of Powell and his gang. I'd be inclined to put him and his crew under arrest if they tried to get away. The very fact that they anchored below the fort makes it hard to believe that they had anything to do with the attack. Powell is bad, Major. He's got a blacker heart than any Indian ever had. And he's crafty. Yes, you're right, Sergeant. But we have absolutely no evidence against him. That's safe. What could have become of it?
1: That night, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were camped beside a spring in the rocky hills lining the Chalk River Valley. Suddenly, they were roused from sleep.
2: Silver, what's the matter? Uh, him smell horse. Someone come. Steady boy, we're on the lookout. We see them. Stop where you are. Oh, who oh there? Oh, oh boy.
0: Oh. Who are you? Your mask. You're just the man I What's looking... your
2: name? What brings you here?
0: I'm Dr. Hargraves of Princeton. I've been traveling for weeks through this country. Certain padre told me of a masked man, one who uses silver bullets. I've been hoping to find him. I heard from Indians that you were in this vicinity, so I came here.
2: I've heard of you, Dr. Hargraves. Who is your companion?
0: This is Black Beaver, son of Chief Walking Dog. I'm spending the summer with his people, gathering material for a book. Won't you both dismount and join me in coffee? No, thank you. My friend Black Beaver is very nervous. We had some trouble picking up your trail, and we're long overdue at the village.
2: Why were you looking for me, Dr. Hargraves?
0: Before I joined the Sioux for their summer hunt, your very good friend, the Padre, gave me a letter.
2: How is the Padre?
0: Fine. Splendid gentleman.
2: Yes, he certainly is. And what can I
0: do for you, Doctor? The Padre told me that if serious trouble arose, I was to try to find you. What is the trouble? For two days, one of Walking Dog's scouts was following a party of soldiers, escorting a wagon drawn by four mules. It is the Sioux custom, you know, to find out as much as possible about strangers coming into their hunting grounds.
2: Yes, I know.
0: That's how I learned that you and your companion were in this part of the country. Uh,
2: What about the soldiers in the wagon?
0: Last evening, the Sioux scout heard rifle fire at the river crossing. Today, watching from the hills, he saw soldiers riding out from the fort. The Sioux reasoned that the wagon escort must have been ambushed. They're sure that the wagon carried a heavy, valuable load... Probably an army safe because it was drawn by four mules. Its wheels sank deep into the sod. And besides, there was an armed escort.
2: That's sound reasoning.
0: Walking Dog is afraid his people will be blamed. The old chief wants nothing so much as to remain at peace with the whites. He's very much upset.
2: I'd say he had reason to be. Are there any other Indians along the river?
0: No, only the Sioux. And I give you my word that they had no part in whatever happened.
2: Are there any strangers in this part of the country?
0: A fur trader steamboat anchored just below the river crossing sometime last night. Oh.
2: Who is this trader?
0: A man they call Pawnee Powell, the Indians tell me.
2: Oh. Him, bad man? Yes, Tonto, you're right. From all I've heard, Powell is a very dangerous character.
0: Well, we must be getting back to the village. I don't quite know what you can do, but from what the Padre told me, I'm sure you'll try to prevent a horrible injustice bloodshed or loss of life.
2: We'll see, doctor, what can be done. It may be too late.
0: Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye, doctor. Get up there.
2: Well, Toto, I don't know just what we'll be able to do to help Dr. Hargraves and his friends of Sioux. At least we can try. At sunrise, I want you to go to the river crossing to look for sign. Ah, me go. I know the army has some good scouts, but they can't read sign the way you can. Ah, Toto, I'm depending on you to find out everything you can about the robbery of the pay wagon.
1: The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Yeah. to continue our story. At break of day, Tonto was scouting every inch of ground near the ford, while hard-eyed men watched him from the deck of Pawnee Powell's steamboat, the Missouri Belle. They saw him swim his horse out to the little sandbar in midstream with its natural barricade of rocks. When Tonto had finished scouting every inch of the miniature island and had ridden away, Powell and two of his men hurried ashore in their rowboat to follow Tonto's trail on foot. Tonto had exciting news for the Lone Ranger. So you're sure that Indians didn't steal the safe? Huh? Ah, me sure. No
2: track of Sioux pony. Only soldier horse. Iron shoe. But there was an attack. The attackers must have left tracks of some kind. Me find track. White men. No horse. Where were the tracks? In river by rocks. On an island? Huh? Ah, me find this on island, too. Look. Oh, a cigar half smoked. Fresh, too. Nobody fight soldier from land. Fight him from river. It looks as though Pony Powell might be mixed up in this. Did you see any sign of a safe? No, no sign of safe. Toto, I wish you'd hurry to the fort and tell Major Baldwin what we've learned. Suggest that he keep Powell from getting away. Meanwhile, I'll watch the steamboat. And just in case I'm seen, I'll put on this old buckskin suit and disguise my face. So I'll look like one of the half-breed scouts from the fort. Ah, Nico. Soon the scout's saddled. When I'm disguised... I'll go up to the ridge where I'll have a clear view of the river.
1: An hour later, as he rode toward the rim of the valley, the Lone Ranger, disguised as a half breed scout, was suddenly halted oh. by sounds of distress.
2: Oh. Hola, hola, hola. Help. Help. Hello! What's the matter? Well out of you, amigo! I am coming, Amigo! Water! I get to you as quickly as I can!
1: As the Lone Ranger climbed the steep cliff, Pawnee Powell and two of his men crouched among the boulders at the top. Grab him when he crawls onto that ledge. Give another groan, Bill. Help! All right, now jump him.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, we'll teach it. you to keep snooping into I our sure business. Yeah, another Rock one of those that. army scouts. No. The Wait. troopers are meddlesome uh, enough. Crack him uh, on uh, the head. Uh, He's too uh, much for oh, us. Now listen no. to me, Bill. Pin him down. Uh, That's right. Tie his legs. Tight. Ah, uh, 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 fine. Right, uh, we got him.
0: Uh, I'll take charge of those six shooters. You'll do nothing of the kind, Pete,
2: unless you want to hang. Remember, we're likely to be searched again by the Major and his men.
0: Yeah, you're right. Now
2: listen to me. We're going to give this hombre the old Indian treatment.
1: Fetch that rawhide, Bill. When the soldier boys find what's left of him, they'll blame it on the Indians. And that's what we want. While the disguised Lone Ranger lay helplessly bound, Pawnee Powell directed the men to prepare a cruel Indian death.
2: Now tie these strips of rawhide to the wrists and ankles of this snooper and then to the stakes. Work fast. Right. His Indian partner was headed for the fort after the scouting expedition. Uh, we got to be all set for another visit from the Major.
0: Hey, here comes Bill. He's on foot, no horse.
2: What's the matter, Bill? Why didn't you rope that stallion? Rope him? I couldn't get within gunshot of him. He just kept circling around about a quarter of a mile or so away. He's wilder than an antelope. Uh, let's get going. we got to hoof it back to the river. Yeah. Whew. Sun's getting hotter by the minute. Before noontime, he'll be all over with this snooper. But minutes will seem like years to him. You can bet on that. So long,
1: mister. The sun was pouring down fierce heat that drew tighter and tighter the rawhide binding the Lone Ranger. The masked man knew his only hope was silver.
2: Silver! Silver, come here, boy!
1: He could only make the white stallion understand. Get him to follow Tonto's trail. Find the faithful Indian. The empty saddle would be all the message Tonto would need to bring him speeding to the rescue.
2: Here, Silver. Here I am, boy. That's right, big fella. Come on. Now, Silver, old boy, it's up to you. Go find Tonto. Tonto, Silver. Tonto. Go on, Silver. Go, Tonto. Tonto. That's right, Silver. Good boy. Find Tonto. Silver, no, no. Don't come back. Go find Tonto. Tonto, Silver. Silver, I need you, but not here. Not with me this time. Go find Tonto. Oh.
1: As the white stallion saw his master in pain, he became more determined to stand by him. For once he would not, could not obey the man he loved.
2: Silver, you can loosen that stake if you keep at it, but hurry. Fine, boy. Now, Silver, listen to me. Pull the stake. Take hold with your teeth. Pull. You pull stakes from the Cheyenne's toad, you remember? Silver, that's it, boy.
1: The great horse Silver seemed to know just what his master said. While the lone ranger spoke low words of encouragement, the horse pulled a stake to free one hand, and then another. The captured man could move his hands, reach into a pocket, find a knife, and open the keen blade.
2: Now to cut this rawhide, get it off my wrist, then I'll free my legs. Silver, I wish you knew how wonderful it feels to be able to move. There. Now I'm free. Now, Silver... We'll go to the Missouri Bell and see what Pawnee Powell and his gang are up to. Easy. Take it easy, big fella. Come on, Silver.
1: When the Lone Ranger, still disguised as a half-breed, reached the river crossing, he saw Powell's crew on the deck of the steamboat winding in the anchor with a winch.
2: She sure is heavy. Heave out of you. Oh, all right. Hey, you on the deck. Leave that anchor alone. Hey, that's the man we captured. Get away from that anchor rope. Hey, that came close, duck hey. man. We'll finish that, hombre. Get into the rowboat. You, Pete, Bill, yeah, and Sully. Go right.
0: ashore under cover of the bell and pick that bomb off. All right, boss. Hand me my sharps. I'll guarantee to drill them through the head at twice the distance across the river.
2: Hey, he's cut the painter. He shot the rope on our rowboat. There goes a rowboat floating off down river. All
0: right, come on, you
2: dead shots. Now you've got a chance to show how good you are. Plug that man on shore. Keep him down while we haul in the anchor. Come on, men. <laughs> now work the winds. Pull up the anchor. Let's get out of here. Hey, that one cut through my hat. I'm going below. Me too. I've had enough of this. I'm hunting cover. Oh, the troopers are riding up over on shore. Hey, Pete, crawl up forward and cut that rope. We'll come back later and drag for the anchor. Do as I tell you. it yourself. I'll those slugs are singing too close to my ears. Come on, cut that rope. White.
1: Right. Pete refused to obey Powell's command to cut the line. And at that moment, the Major and a small detachment of troops reigned up on the shore from which the lone ranger had been shooting. Oh, well, oh, well, well,
2: that well. Well, Stop well. that firing! What goes on here? There's a galoon over there on shore
1: trying to murder us all, Major. Well, Toto, this must be your friend. Ah.
2: Him shoot plenty good. Hal, oh, I'm putting you under arrest while we make another search of your boat. Send your rowboat ashore. The rowboat's drifted ashore. That Breed shot it loose at the start of the rocket. Uh, Sergeant, bring that boat over here. Yes. Sir. As for you, Breed, I'll take you along with me. I'd like some explanation of all this gunplay. Back up the trail, it sounded like the Battle of Gettysburg. Very right, well, Major. You don't speak like a half-breed. Did Tano identify me to you? <laughs> yes, he did. Perhaps you'd like to get into your own clothing. Including my mask? Yes, including your mask.
1: The Lone Ranger quickly removed the buckskin clothing and disguise of a half-breed and resumed his own attire. It was a little later when Major Baldwin, Sergeant Boyle, and the Lone Ranger left shore in the rowboat and boarded the Missouri Bell. Ah, well, pal... I'm going to
2: search this packet myself this time and search it good. The safe can't be far away. I'm convinced of that. Go ahead. Search all you like. We've committed no crime. We've got nothing to hide. Come on, Sergeant. We'll cover every inch of this steamboat from Keel to paradise. Yes.
1: During the search, the Lone Ranger kept close watch on every move of Powell's men until the Major returned to deck.
2: Well, we couldn't find a thing. Still don't like the looks of things. But we don't seem to have any reason to detain this packet. Major, I knew you'd come to that conclusion because you're all right. I can see that. It was just our hard luck to happen along here about the time of the attack and the pay wagon. Major, may I make a suggestion? Well, certainly. Go ahead. Just on a hunch. I wish you'd order that anchor lifted. Hold up or we can take a look at it. So now you're trying to tell the Major what to do. You've got plenty of nerve. Come on, man. Sergeant, I think we'll follow the masked man's suggestion. It might be... Oh! Stand back, Powell. Hands up. And you and you. Put your hands up and keep them up. What a shot. Did you see that, Major? He shot the knife right out of Powell's hand. He would have been going, Sergeant, if it hadn't been for the masked man. They'd have rushed us. Now, Sergeant, suppose you relieve the gentlemen of their weapons. Yes, Sergeant, sir. go ahead. Hey, you, Powell, turn around. Tried to kill the Major, huh? Well, I'll see to it that you haven't got another knife. You ought to hang for this. Maybe he will hang, Sergeant. Now, come on, you men. Go forward. Work that winch. All in the anchor. Hurry up. All All All
1: The anchor was raised, and immediately the current caught the boat and swept it toward the shore.
2: We're drifting against the bank!
1: This steamboat
2: is now in the custody of the United States Army. Let it go ashore! Now, mister, since you saved my life, I, I would like to know what's coming next. If you'll just step up in the bow, Major, I think perhaps you'll see something of interest. I may be wrong, but I have a strong suspicion that the anchor of this packet is... a safe great day in the morning look sergeant the safe tied to the end of the anchor rope why didn't somebody think of that trick seems to me somebody did think of it major our friend here with the mask come on Toto. come silver that's right mr mask man when general custer hears of this you may be sure you'll be suitably rewarded i've had my reward major the lives of brave men have been saved Thanks to Toto and to yourself. If it hadn't been for you. We'll meet again, Major. I sincerely see the Hope Show. All right, easy, boy. Easy Come on. Major, just who is that masked man? I thought you knew. He's the Lone Ranger. I'll tell you!
1: This is a feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Fred Flowerday, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.